Okay, Betra's Girl Speaks Truth here. And today, I know we talked about how nice is totally overrated and something that you should never strive to be. Um, so what do women strive for? Like, what is the cool attitude? Or like, what's a cool bitch? Or what's sexy? Like, what is that ultimate woman, female shemale, whatever, idol that personality-wise that you kind of want to emulate if you want to be sexy and cool in this day and age. Um, You may not know right now, but after this episode, you will have a plan or at least a goal to achieve um, in terms of being that girl, and it's a good thing. Okay, so what's sexy and cool for girls, how to act? Um, you know, think about it. She in your friend group, maybe it's you, maybe it's not, it could be you, but this girl is the one who always has dudes wrapped around her little finger. Her outfits always on point, perfectly on trend. Um, and she just seems to always get whatever she wants, whether it's, you know, an awesome job, you know, in her early twenties, right out of college, whether it's being engaged at 25, whether it's, you know, whatever, she just does everything with effort, minimal effort, it it appears, whether she actually does or not. Um, She could seem kind of bitchy or like cold, unapproachable from afar, but when you get to know her, this bitch is just great all around. Um, and, but you don't want her as your enemy because she is not going to let people walk all over her and she's going to put her foot down when she needs to be. Um, she's not like the cool girls that you knew in high school because those girls peak in high school and that's kind of it for them. This bitch is the girl who pretty much seems to have everything figured out and can explain it in a really like down to earth way. Um, you know, maybe she's had a few incidents here, maybe a PI back in college or a stomach pump here or there. Um, but she just seems to know like what's trendy before it actually is. Guys are constantly lined up to want to, you know, dating her, not just bang her in the bathroom, but literally they want to be her boyfriend. And she seems to actually, um, have a lot of friends, but at the same time, she chooses her friends wisely. So she only has like a few close friends, most likely, because she wants to focus her time and efforts on those people. Um, she's not like overly nice. Like we said, nice is overrated. Um, she's edgy. Like she doesn't follow the trends necessarily. She sets them. She always says what's on her mind, but in a very educated, classy way. And she literally, you can just, the room changes when she walks into it. She commands a damn nice room. And there's also, let me stop here and make um, a point. It's really easy to confuse the words bitch and cool bitch. Um, but they are so different. You cannot make that mistake. You need to discern the differences. Um, Bitches are not cool, okay? No girl ever wants to be called or labeled a bitch, even though they act like one. Um, Girls want to be seen as strong, uh, girl power, femme, femme fatale, like confident, not caring about what people say about them, and known for, you know, not taking shit from everyone, 
but also they don't want to be labeled a bitch. There's never really been one word that encompasses all of those terminologies. Like the closest kind of is bitch, unfortunately. Guys can be bros and that's a good thing. Um, But girls really don't have a name. I know that there's betch, but I just think that sounds kind of dumb. Um, I know I've used it before on here before, but it's just kind of over it. I, so I really want to think of a word that is means cool girl, but it's just like a, a phrase or like a one-worder. Um, definitely not cum dumpster or slammer hammer or anything like that. Every girl wants to be labeled a cool bitch because this bitch gets what she wants from life and has no qualms about asking or taking it. Being cool is being perceived as cool as a woman is honestly how you're going to succeed in the world if you have a vagina. And who am I to know anything about this topic? I'm just a girl, woman, I guess, who has slowly started to realize that there is so much more to life than just looks and, you know, pretenses and, you know, being seen a certain way not a ton, (laughs) but being good looking and, you know, wearing clothes that flatter you and knowing how to do your makeup and style and all that shit is obviously super important, but there is more to life than just that. And I am about to tell you what exactly that is. We're going to go through the cool bitch commandments. Okay. So stay tuned. I had to put that song in there because BB Rexa is my girl and it's just such a such a good song because it talks about how you can you have so much potential and like you have all the skills to be this cool bitch but you might kind of be sidetracked or have gone down slutty lane or bitchy lane or angry lane or whatever but you still can redeem yourself you're young you got this. So let's talk about the cool bitch commandments, okay? Being cool is not about what you have or where you're from. Um, It's more of an attitude slash lifestyle choice. It's your state of mind. It comes from your innards, (laughs) unlike, you know, cosmetic beauty and things like that. These commandments that we're going to talk about are honestly the major points that summarize how to win at life as a woman. If you follow them, you are going to achieve cool status and you'll therefore get power in whatever it is that you need, whether it's your career, your social circle, your relationship, etc. So commandment number one is drum roll please don't do too much work in life okay this is my theory just hold tight before you think ah what this bitch is lazy as fuck no i'm not as women as a whole we've accepted that for most of history, if you look back, took any classes in school, whatever, society has expected from our gender the following. Number one, reproduce. Number two, reproduce again. Number three, repeat. 
Avi, things are starting to change because women can sometimes get, you know, powerful jobs or, you know, they're elected president, not this time, but, you know, maybe next day at least we're in the running for it, whatever. You can feel free to go ahead and strive for those, you know, major power role jobs if you so desire. Be my guest. I'm a supporter. I'll vote for you, whatever. However, it's so crucial to realize that as a female, you have the amazing privilege of not needing to have a job or work as hard or as powerful of a job as men do, unless you want to, okay? Men have kind of given up the right to demand that women do anything, honestly, Because if you look back in history, for the most part, for most of the human existence period, society has run pretty damn well without huge, heavy women, female involvement. Um, You don't have to be the breadwinner if you don't want to be. And you should, because I am, be fucking happy about that. You can focus more on what interests you. Um, and, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you have to pay the bills, fine. But in the long run, you're not expected to do that because you're a woman. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I am totally, you know, more liberal than most. And I love when women get out there and get their shit-talking voices heard, by all means, do that. I'm just saying it's okay to let men believe that they are, you know, the superior people or sex um, without whom our lives would crumble and civilization as a whole would crumble. Regardless of if you believe or agree the same thing, Giving men this ego boost of telling them that they're number one and superior is exactly what men need to do things for you, i.e. buy you dinner, you know, work hard on at work to bring home the money to pay your Nordstrom bill, um, you know, propose marriage to you because they want you to be their partner in life and they want to have you on their arm at all their work dinners and shit like that. When it comes to most things in life, this is what I've learned. It's okay, in fact, encouraged to let other people, namely men and maybe hardcore lesbians, um, do the things that you don't want to do because this then leaves you with more time, free time, to choose what you want to be doing. Therein lies the freedom and the benefits of being female, okay? It's all about subliminal domination, okay? That means that you subliminally and by playing your cards right are actually the dominant one because you get to sit home and do whatever it is the fuck you want to do while he's out there busting his ass in finance world, Wall Street, to pay the bills because he knows that he is in charge and he feels like he's in charge at home. So, okay, so you might be asking, maybe not, but I'm going to guide you to this question. So how do you figure out what the right balance of effort is to put forth in something to get what you want? Here's my theory. Okay, ready for it? Um, I once read a book about, it was like the Tao or some Chinese book about 
I don't even, I can't remember what it was, it was some religion. And holy shit, was it on point? Because these Chinese people in this book say, at least from what I remember, don't quote me directly, that inaction is the best form of action, okay? It's, it was called something along the lines of woo-wee or woo-wai. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, look it up, Google it. Anyways, I decided to try and apply this philosophy to my life. And from that point forward, whoever was the most bothered by something um, was the one to do something about it. For instance, when I lived with a girl roommate and you know she left her cigarette butts all out on the porch, whoever was bothered by it the most picked it up or when it got to a point where she finally felt the need to take action she took she took the action um whenever glasses were left on the sink in the sink for days on days whoever was bothered by it most was the one to clean it up unfortunately this didn't really work in this situation because neither one of us i was bothered by it but i didn't want to cave she wasn't bothered by it so uh, we ended up having to call maid service most of the time. So it really didn't work in that situation. But essentially, it should, okay? You want to basically use <laughs> use this theory to your benefit, but not overdoing it and be very subtle in your action of it. Um, you know, the person that wants the metaphorical house clean or whatever is going to clean it up. That's the principle of this theory. You want to kind of think of life as this ongoing auction and whoever is the one who wants it the most is going to be the one who bids for it. Why is this important to you? Why does this matter? Why am I going on and on about this? Because the key to getting other people, hopefully mainly men, to do shit for you is to appear to care the least, especially, you know, less than others, whoever's in the circle, whether it's at work, life, relationship, etc. If you find yourself caring about something, don't. Just remind yourself that you don't have to give a fuck and in the long run, it's going to pay off more if you are acting like you could give two shits if it gets done or not. Caring is for basic people, okay? For example, let's give a more relevant example since I failed on the roommate one. If you are, you meet this guy and you guys kind of hit it off and exchange numbers, whatever, you want to hang out with said guy, let him get a hold of you, okay? Let him be the one who caves and shows that he cares more than you do. You could care two shits less if he ever contacts you. Fuck him, even though you do care, because by this theory, he's going to be the one that contacts you because it's a game of playing chicken with the train, but a more guarded version and it works. If you want to, you know, be the star of the week at work and you're competing with all of your peers in the office, be the person who kind of just appears to not give a shit about the project when people ask you, oh, have you started, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just be like, eh, not really, you know, whatever. It'll get done when it gets done. Just be very nonchalant about it. Um, if point, point, point and case is chill the fuck out about life, okay? Don't be so high strong. Don't be so aggressive about things unless they literally are the top three things in your entire life that mean something to you. 
Um, don't be scared to let others do shit for you. That's what they're there for. You want to save your efforts for the things in your life that truly, truly matter to you. Um, you don't have to worry about taking advantage of people, um, you know, or being known for your selfless good deeds or whatever. So basically, anyone who's and 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 honestly, anyone who's help who's known for that helping others or whatever is most likely also helping themselves in some way that you just maybe can't see. Um, so just go with it. That was the title of a Jen Aniston movie that I love. Um, but anyways, and let your chips fall where they may. Hopefully they fall into your, you know, Gucci bag. If not, next time, hopefully they will. Your goal should always be in life to achieve maximum results with minimal efforts, whether it's through, you know, manipulating others subtly or blatantly taking advantage of an opportunity. Think about the Kardashians. Hello, Kris Jenner has watched Kim's sex tape with Ray J back in the day 1,500 times to be able to counterpoint any critique from media and be able to speak to any point of it. It's weird. It's creepy. But she and her whole family manipulated that sex tape into insanity stardom. It's genius. Always remember, if you can't remember one thing about this, always remember that less is more unless you're talking about alcohol, Okay. So number one commandment, again, is to make sure in life that you don't do more work than you need to. Caring is not sharing, okay? Less is more. We'll just stick it to that. Less is more. Commandment number two, don't be a pussy, okay? Perhaps the biggest like stereotype that people make about females are that women are weak and never can decide on anything and they cry all the time, okay? I'm going to start off this role with a story about sitting at work in a diversity training and um, the person teaching the class was this Asian professor or teacher, whatever, I guess we're not at school, so it was this Asian person who said something to the lines of at the current rate and this was several years ago it's it would take like 200 years for there be for there to be an equal ratio of male to female ceos in the workplace when somebody heard this some bitch sitting right next to me burst into actual tears okay burst into tears and then the teacher of the class came over and was like patting their back and saying I totally get it like I I'm I I get it that sucks like I understand what you're going through I understand why you would want to cry over the statistic and I'm sitting there like are you fucking crazy are you kidding me I, I, I don't I don't I I did not get it the moral of the story is and demonstrates the very point and why the stereotype exists of why 200 years would be too soon for that ratio to equal out. You know, maybe this girl was on her period, but the fact that she literally started crying in front of a group of people in a work-related class, unrelated to anything going on in her personal life, she felt crying 
she felt the need to cry because she heard a statistic she didn't like is the exact reason why it's going to take that long for women to be equal to men in terms of CEOs and running companies. Women who sit there and cry about glass ceilings and unfairness in the workplace are not just part of the problem. They are the entire problem. They're the reason why that stereotype exists. Every time a woman cries about an aspiring CEO statistic or a glass ceiling statistic, an actual female CEO gets run over by a train. Tears are like lies. I heard this somewhere. I can't remember where. It's in a book somewhere. The more you use them, the less they're worth. Point is, stop fucking crying over spilt milk or over nothing. You want respect? You want to equal out that ratio? Go out there and prove yourself and prove it through your strong female actions rather than giving into the exact stereotype and starting to bawl over some dumb number that doesn't even affect you. Acting like a pussy equals death, okay? The more of a pussy you are, the less likely you are to get where you want to be ever. Whether it's your relationship, your career, your social circle, etc., the amount of shit that you're going to take or that you won't have to take from other people is a direct reflection on your success. If you take shit from a dude you're hooking up with, he's never going to date you. If you take shit from your coworkers at work, you're never going to get promoted. If you take shit from your parents, they're going to leave their fortunes to your sister. Um, it's just, that's just kind of the law of the land. So, so far, just to recap, commandment one, less is more. Commandment two, don't be a pussy. Commandment three, drum roll is image matters. Okay. I'll keep this one shorter because I'm going to talk more about it later in a later episode that I planned out that I'm excited for. But for right now, I'm going to say the following example. The Spice Girls are the perfect example for the importance of image, okay? Let's reflect. They broke up in, you know, early 2000s, whatever. All of them were huge celebrities who could have done and gone taken that fame and gone and done anything with it, okay? You know, Sporty could have been a spokeswoman for Adidas or, you know, a sports brand. Ginger could have gone into, you know, beauty or porn, I don't know. Baby could have, you know, started acting or, you know, Scary could have been the next um, Liz Fair. <laughs> I don't know why that name came to mind. Um, but the only one of these bitches who ever actually made it outside of Spice Girls was Victoria Beckham. Why? Because she was hot, super skinny, never seemed to give a shit, reference commandment one, and her name in the Spice Girls, Posh, didn't suggest that she was a, um, you know, monster, a, a child, or a type of seasoning for Asian food. The reason why Victoria Beckham became and is currently an icon is enough proof for you that image is everything. And sure, 
she may have to limit her intake of food to like a fish egg a day or, you know, two cherries or whatever. But if that's what it takes to be married to a superstar like David Beckham, who's super sexy and produce children who look like baby models and never gain a pound while doing any of this, sign me up. So be it. I am willing to sell my soul to that. Um, you, you want, you just want to, you don't want to take image matters to the extreme, but you do want to always be thinking about it. So if there's some things that you can't change about yourself, fine, but I'm sorry, if you are obese, get skinny, start making a change today. Okay. Nobody wants to reproduce with a huge overweight, acne ridden mess of a person. Yes. It might take a while and it might take dedication, but you need to choose right now. Do you want to be, have discipline or do you want and, and succeed or do you want to fail and live a lonely miserable life and you just gotta remember image does matter whether we want to ex- like that fact or not accept it do the bare minimum if you want you don't have to make it a central like focus of your life but it needs to always be in the back of your brain image matters commandment number four work with what you got okay Let's say that your image isn't up to par, okay? Maybe you have a, I don't know, a goiter issue or you have herpes. Fine. The key within this commandment is to understand what you've been dealt with in life and how far you can take them, manipulate them, change them, etc. Okay? What can you do now, right now, to make your life better? Can you get surgery if it's one of those issues? Can you, um, you know, change it by diet or whatever? The woman who understands her flaws and her limits in life and is constantly reevaluating and asking herself these honest questions is already 10 steps ahead of the bitch who's wallowing in self-pity over her stage four rosacea, Okay. The solution is to face reality, know who you are and how you look, both your, you know, your, your high points, your low points, what you can change, what you can't, what you can accentuate, what you can downplay, all of those things. Take those opportunities that you find out by these constant self-reflections and evaluations and understand how to fuck the system and how to manipulate the system to make you your best you, okay? Work with what you got. Do a SWOT analysis every now and then. Okay, so now on to commandment number five, which is face the facts and seize your opportunities in life. Here's the thing about Snooki from Jersey Shore. We all remember her. We can't forget the bitch. She could possibly be the most odd looking creature you've ever seen, but she's also one of the most cunning opportunists of the past decade, besides Kris Jenner and the Kardashians, obviously. Um, I'm not calling Snooki cool necessarily, but think about it this way. Where was Snooki going if she hadn't gotten on Jersey Shore? Okay. She's not even five feet tall. She's from a trashy ass place in New Jersey. But to this day, every single person in America, for the most part, knows the bitch's name. She branded herself as the little meatball, 
that could do anything, okay? The little engine that could, she's a little meatball that could. And that's why she was the highest paid cast member on the show. You may be laughing and think that I'm not seriously being serious about this and using her as an example, but just because her goals may be different than yours, the lesson lies within what she did with what she had, okay? If you're going to be stuck being a Jersey Guido or Guidette, wouldn't you want to be the best and richest fucking Jersey Guidette ever? Point of the story is if you're from unfortunate circumstances, look out for casting calls for reality TV shows, okay? Rule number six, commandment number six. Sorry, it's not a rule. It's more of just like an overlying principle. Make fun of the Kardashians, hate on them all you want, but Kris Jenner has essentially manipulated the entire universe into becoming obsessed with her family's every fucking move. What was she armed with? A sex tape with the with Ray J, so like a low-key singer, and her social climbing daughter, who was friends with Paris Hilton. That's it. Oh, and she was also married to a weird-looking Olympian, past Olympian. But that family used those two things and created a empire, okay? You can argue that it's only because they were privileged and rich and their mom happened to loop them into a reality show. Um, and that's true. But if they hadn't handled each situation given to them as well as they did and as marketing centric as they, as they were, as they did, um, they could have easily been labeled the Lilo family of the world or, you know, a Courtney Love type or the Osbournes. They could have gotten addicted to drugs. They could have blown all their money. They could have um, not branched out into new businesses. They could have done a numerous errors and mistakes along the way that would have left them penniless and, and, and a caricature, a laughing stock. Instead, the Kardashians took all the stupidity they could muster up, took that one reality show on E and made themselves into characters of people. They assigned each each person a role. Okay, you're going to be the bitch. You're going to be the comedian. You're going to be the player. You're going to be the bombshell. They labeled each of their siblings and they took that character and they fucking deserve an Oscar for each one of them because they made themselves each get their own shows, um, took advantage of our fascination with that, their lives to sell us shit that we don't need, that there's tons of other better priced, better quality, cooler, more unique products out there. But we want to buy their shit because we, we want to look, we want to live their lives essentially. My point is that people need to stop bitching about how things should be and shouldn't be and just learn to live with how things are in reality once you accept this you then can manipulate things to your advantage the difference between you and a kardashian is that these people took opportunities to work the system um you know shitty as it may be 
they, they worked with the system that is reality. Instead of trying to hate on it or fight it, they gave into it and embraced it. No matter where you are in your life, you can always figure out how to use a situation to your advantage. But before you do that, you have to accept it for what it is and not fight it. My point, overlying point for this commandment is Kardashians get paid for breathing. You have to work your ass off. Follow the commandment, manipulate the system, okay? Work the system. All right, so you might be thinking, okay, these commandments, whatever, like, they make sense maybe, they sound great, but what is the whole point of Girl Speaks Truth and what are you trying to say with this particular episode? Chill out, first of all. Remember that commandment? Chill the fuck out. This podcast is not about self-help motivation, okay? Self-help is for divorced women and fat asses, okay? If you're looking for a podcast on how to not be alone, go somewhere else, okay? My podcast and what I say is what I believe the truth to be, and it I want it to kind of be like a cool girl's guide to life or what I think that a strong woman should be. And with all, obviously a dose of comedic relief and things like that, um, I want to help guide you guys through situations that you might actually encounter in life. For instance, what do you do if you are considered, like people call you basic and they think you're boring? Like, how do you change that? Okay. What do you do if you can't get a hold of your drug dealer? I'm going to give you lessons on that. What do you do? on a first date? How do you act? Is it okay to give a blowjob? Is it not? Those are all topics that we are going to continuously cover week in and week out. And I know I've touched on a lot of these, but we're just going to delve deeper and deeper. And I always love audience participation. So if you have a request, by all means, shoot me a voice message and I listen to them and I will try if try to get to it or at least address it. I want you guys to deal with your problems, even if you don't think you have any, because trust me, you do. Okay. Um, and that's it for this episode. So you've learned the commandments of being a cool bitch and hopefully you will take those to heart and apply them to your actual life. All right. Later, bitches.